You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I've partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. It's our weekly Q&A with Layla. And we got a lot more questions in our mailbox. Questions can come to questions at drhoffman.net. And Layla, what's next? This is from Andy. Hi, Dr. Hoffman. Thank you for all the over-the-air help you've given me over the years. Great here. Great to hear. I would like to know if there's any relationship between my low ferritin level and my hypothyroidism. My iron level is good, but not so on the ferritin. Well, this you know, I we had this discussion before. Yes. Because you, you, you previewed the questions for me, and I go, yeah. gee, is there really a connection between uh, hypothyroidism and low iron? Yeah. And uh, I, I was a little skeptical, and I looked it up, and indeed, there, there is. is. So, there so is. tell us about that. So, here's the thing. You can have absolutely normal hemoglobin, hematocrit, no anemia, iron levels are fine, but ferritin, mm -hmm. which is the storage form of iron, how much iron do you have in the closet? If there's not enough in the closet, so to speak, mm -hmm. it you need more of it right. to support thyroid. We thought that you needed a ferritin of about 60 or 70 mm -hmm. to help support thyroid. Okay. The latest I found out from the Institute of Functional Medicine mm -hmm. is that you need a ferritin of about 100. Wow, that's aggressive. To support optimal thyroid, optimal thyroid mm -hmm. function. Right. So, yeah, it is a thing. But you see, I, what's yeah. interesting is that there's a real synergy, a bad synergy between low iron and low thyroid because yeah. you tend to feel fatigued, mm -hmm. you feel cold with both conditions, yes, and uh, you just you know you might have mental depression, yeah, uh, with both. So they if if you have both going on, you're going to have double trouble. True, and this could be True. very common in women. Women are more prone to hypothyroidism, yeah, and certainly in their uh, premenstrually, I mean premenopausally. Yes, they have they could have much, a lower ferritin, much lower iron. Yeah. And also, I think a lot of women um, uh, are more uh, attracted to a vegan, plant-based thing, yeah. and they get in trouble. They do because the ferritin goes out the window. Right, the ferritin's depleted. They may even become anemic. Right. And all of that, and it doesn't support thyroid, it doesn't mm. support any of that. Not to mention, we need more protein as we get older. Right. Ladies, right. I'm talking to you. We need double the RDA of protein. So, mm -hmm. and we're talking animal protein would be best right. on the protein right. scorecard. Yeah. Really? 
Don't, that's it, and that's where you get your heme iron. And don't be afraid of eggs. Don't be afraid of the yolks. Please right. stop throwing right. out the yolks. Right. That's where the iron is. The dark meat, poultry, certainly red meat, all of this. These are good sort. Eat some pate de foie gras or had, just pate. Had a lot of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. or yeah. just some liver or anything. Yeah. Delicious. Well, just apropos, is cold cuts are a thing. In Europe. So a typical uh, German or Polish breakfast is not so much eggs. No. But uh, meats. Meats. Meats and pâtés mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes herring. Yeah. Herring for breakfast with some bread mm-hmm. and or, you know, a, a, I mean, I saw some sumptuous breakfast there with some vegetables and mm-hmm. some fruits sometimes. Uh, you know, there's always yogurt. Yeah. And then for the Americans, they put out little Cheerios or things like that. You know. Oh, gosh. For the Americans, the yeah. Cheerios. Keep the Cheerios. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But that's yeah. in a corner. You know, that's not, the, that's not yeah. the standard breakfast. Yeah. Right? Yeah. European breakfast is quite different. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. It's very hearty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Andy, yeah, there is a relationship between your ferritin level and your hypothyroidism. We're talking about regular old hypothyroidism, not necessarily the autoimmune, which is Hashimoto's hypothyroidism. Mm-hmm. And the other part of this is that uh, regular old hypothyroidism can be helped by the right amount of iodine, but Hashimoto's, not so much. Right. Okay. Is iodine or extra iodine is contraindicated yeah, it can Hashimoto's. cause like a thyroid storm. Yeah. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, the iodine that you get from your food, okay, but taking supplemental iodine may be right. A High thing. dose, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, Andy, get your ferritin levels checked. Make sure they're approaching ninety, you know, and above okay. for to help support your thyroid and and make sure you're not eating any goitrogenic foods. The two biggest ones are soy and millet. Millet is a gluten-free grain, but it's also a very big goitrogen. And then there are the cruciferous vegetables. There are the brassica family vegetables, which include some of the cruciferous vegetables. You could get in trouble with too many kale smoothies. Exactly. Don't have a kale smoothie. Eat some cooked kale. Mm -hmm. Eat a kale salad on occasion, but don't smoothie a big bag of kale every morning. Don't slam the Don't slam all of that stuff. The kale, right. Exactly. Exactly. This is where more is not better, believe it or not. Good point which to pause because we want to uh, offer our sponsors a forum to share some important information. Mm -hmm. So let's hear it. This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Propax with NT Factor, a complete vitamin and mineral formula. NT Factor is the only nutritional formula clinically proven to reduce fatigue, whatever the cause, whether it be age, illness, or just being run down. NT Factor repairs damaged cells, restores healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. Clinical trials have shown NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half and it even reverses some symptoms of aging. I've been taking NT Factor for years and now the 45 day money back guarantee you have nothing to lose. To order, call 800 982 9158. That's 800 982 9158. Or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting our sponsors. They, of course, are what make Intelligent Medicine a continuing free resource. To you. And now back to our questions. What's next, Layla? Okay, are you ready for this? I don't know. Hit, I, me, hit me with your best shot. Okay. Fire away. <laughs> okay. She just got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> I need to get my mom's prescription renewed. Can I do that here? That's what? the question. 
What? I need to get my mom's prescription renewed. Can I do that here? That's an interesting question. This is from Frida. Frida, if your mother is is a patient here, <laughs> she could get her prescription renewed here as long as Dr. Hoffman wrote the original prescription for her, at least. Or that something. is such an interesting question. Yeah. This um, is from Frida. Yeah. Well, you know, listen... Uh, if you send me three hundred dollars, I'll renew you any prescription you want. You want uh, Quaaludes, you want Ambien, you want Viagra, whatever. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, this is just a, a service that we offer. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's nope, so I should. Funny. I should say that that was in jest, because some people take us very literally oh, here. Know. They take yeah. us very literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh my gosh. I didn't expect that question. Yeah, yeah. So Frida, your mother would have to be a patient to get any. Prescription renewed by that practitioner. Okay. And just, it's an interesting point because some people say, well, you know, you're a holistic doctor, you know, you're a nutritionist. Mm -hmm. Do you ever write prescriptions? Do you use your prescription pad anymore? And I, oh, yeah. I have it sitting right here. Absolutely. It's an official prescription pad. Yeah. And my patients take medications and I prescribe medications mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. them sparingly. Yep. My whole thrust of my practice is to attempt to de-prescribe. So yep. if I see somebody on six, seven, eight medications... we That's a diagnosis of polypharmacy. Yes. And they're not doing well. I may say, you know, this is superfluous, this is superfluous, this, and we can... We, it's an art because you have to it be really very is. careful. Yeah. It's like pulling a card out of a house of cards. Yes. You have to be very careful because... You the whole want. edifice can tumble down. Yeah. But you can um, judiciously deprescribe, mm -hmm. and people feel better when they're not on superfluous medication. Like one medication is to, is to counteract the side effects of the other medication. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, it's true. It's true. Uh, too often, we've both seen that somebody's on a medication, that medication causes side effects, so they're prescribed another medication. And then that causes a side effect, yeah. and then oh, and so the doctors on and don't so talk to one and another. They don't, you know, because everybody has their specialty. Medication, uh, uh, medical care is very fragmented. Mm -hmm. So there's it's not, not holistic at all. Mainstream nope. medicine. Well, holistic implies you know, like comprises everything. Right, right. Okay, we have a great question from Steve. Hi, Layla and Dr. Hoffman. To add some savory and salt seasoning to food, is organic tamari sauce? Good to use. Tamari's not bad. Well, the answer is tamari is depends. soy sauce without the wheat. Yeah, it depends. It depends. Uh, so you, it doesn't have the wheat, but it's fermented, and yep. some people react to the fermentation. True. So people who have high histamine or who are allergic to like yeah. people with uh, yeast allergies, right? Or people who are allergic to soy. Soy is one of the top eight allergens. Yeah, I think that the fermentation agent is uh, something called aspergillus, mm. and that's a mold, and some people are very mold sensitive. Yeah. So that could be problematic for them. Yeah. Send them yeah. off the deep end, create whatever congestion or malaise. True. There might even be a tiny amount of alcohol oh. in soy sauce okay. as well that people are reacting to. I didn't know that. Steve, get a good quality salt, a Himalayan pink salt, a Celtic sea salt, some other gray salt. Some good salt that's got some minerals in it. Don't all don't always rely on a type of soy sauce or some people tamari. do well with something like Bragg's aminos, but True. that's also I think we've got that fermentation exactly. Then, yeah. Exactly. So that's something. Use different things, but always of of good quality. I think this is important. Okay, we've got an interesting question from Howard. 
Please correct me if I'm mistaken. Uh, it was noted back in 1957 by a D.C. Jarvis M.D. published Arthritis and Folk Medicine in 57, noting apple cider vinegar prevents calcification of arterial walls among numerous other therapeutic qualities, inhibiting strep. And then the late Dr. John Lee noted progesterone, the bioidentical progesterone, applied topically prevents formation of subendothelial atheromas. So let me just say, let's start with the progesterone. I think that there's something to be said for progesterone's protective effects. But I think, uh, you know, knowing John Lee, you know, when he was alive, he was a little bit of a one note Charlie on progesterone, that progesterone was kind of a panacea-like thing. For estrogen, he was the estrogen dominance uh, doctor. I'm pretty sure he was estrogen dominant. Maybe, yeah, maybe, okay. but, uh, you know, okay. he certainly emphasized the protective roles of progesterone. Yeah. But, um, and then he also made topical progesterone, put it on the map, you know, which is actually, you can get it from, made it, make it from wild yam. But is it going to protect against atherosclerosis? Mm, you know, it, Maybe the natural progesterone has some benefits. Okay. Um, the other thing was the... Apple cider vinegar. Yeah. I mean, apple cider vinegar is interesting because it does attenuate appetite somewhat. It can somewhat it help... It can help lower blood sugar. It can help lower blood sugar. So in that indirect way, yep. maybe it may help with... But, you know, is it going to be like... Is it washing dra- out your arteries? Drano, you know, for your calcified arteries. I'm not sure. Yeah. Hmm. You know, I wouldn't rely on it. No, no. Arthritis can often be helped by the removal of the nightshade family of vegetables, tomatoes, white potatoes, peppers of all kinds, except black pepper. We're, we're talking about atherosclerosis. Yeah, but apple cider... Vi- oh, for, oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, arthritis and folk medicine. This is what's throwing me. In arthritis and folk medicine, noting apple cider vinegar prevents calcification. All right. Okay, I was I was zeroed in on the arthritis. That's, that's the title of the, the book. Title. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so for I, atherosclerosis. Yeah. And you know, we're only born with pristine arteries. So that atherosclerosis can start quite early, depending on diet and all of that. Mm-hmm. And maybe even some of it genetically predetermined, like like the, I mean, the, the surprise was a famous study done on Korean War, uh, uh, you know, the deceased soldiers, you know, yeah. who were very young, and they did autopsies, and they found that many of them had already atherosclerotic lesions, mm. and that was what kind of propelled the preventive cardiology movement, saying, "Hey, we really have to do something to prevent these from developing, because they can start very early." Yeah, and you can detect them with an EBT heart scan, you mm-hmm. know, to see if there's something going on. Okay. Thank you, Howard. All right. Let's see here. This is from Sarah. Hi, Dr. Hoffman. I heard you speak about a bill that could stop the use of medications off-label. This is probably from the Alliance for Natural Natural Health. Health. How can I show opposition to this? Is there a group to join? Yes, there is. Yes. I am the president, so I'm uh, partial to this organization. It's uh, Mm -hmm. anh-usa.org. I'm currently... Uh, running a campaign, which you can find at, on our landing page at drhoffman.com, which is to raise money for A&H, 
worthy cause. I'm personally committed to uh, matching your contributions up to $5,000 um, and uh, check it out. You know, that's definitely you want to join because they are the kind of the Paul Revere organization when it comes to yeah. threats to our, uh, our basically our self-determination in terms of our health, yeah. you know, yeah. because there are powerful forces that are arrayed that want to kind of regulate natural healthcare into oblivion. Mm-hmm. We'll have to stop eating food soon. Oh, well, that, that's, that's well, on we, the way. We can eat bugs. Yeah, we could eat bugs. We could eat GMO plant protein, something or other, who knows um, what. That will destroy our microbiome, and then we'll really be zombies. Then there's like that... That will be the zombie couple. That's like the, the culture, the biolab meat. Yes. You know, that's kind of like... Into bioreactors. They take... I. I podcasted about this. Oh, I think did. it was two or three parts. Okay. They take the the they take stem cell from the cow. Right. Right. Uh, they put it into a culture. Mm-hmm. Right. And then they add other plant type of growth like factors. a matrix. Yes. And then they put it into a bioreactor. Right. You've heard nuclear reactor. Right. right? Into a bioreactor. Right. Right. Let it grow. They add other ingredients and they make something that kind of looks like mincemeat, and then yep. they. And they texturize they it, flavorize it. it. They'll make it look like a steak. Right. They'll make it look like ground like beef. Like a stamp it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like yeah, in yeah. a mold. Exactly. Right. So but what's I have read, yeah. I've read some analysis of this because there's a lot of money that is poised to be poured yes. into this. Is that uh, some analysts think it's not scalable because right now your, you know, uh, six-ounce piece of meat is going to cost $200. Yeah. At best, because mm-hmm. it's such a labor-intensive and you know very very mechanical process. Yes. Uh, but they say you know if they do it enough, it's scalable, which means if uh, there's enough demand and there's enough, I mean to to make these factories costs billions of dollars. Yeah. To make. So here's here's the catch: in an animal, an animal has an immune system. And animals get sick a lot because when, you know, they're kept in these conditions that they're kept in, they're, they're, you know, it's artificial. It's not like in the wild. Yes. But at least they have an immune system. This is sort of like meat without an immune system. And it has to be ultra clean. So if a bacteria or a fungus or a virus gets into that vat, the whole, the whole thing is, is done. It's gone. Chuck it out. Oh, wow. So, cause there's, it'll, it will be, it's, it's like a petri dish for every possible pathogen. Wow. There's no natural immunity. Yeah. So they've got to be like a bac- bacteria ultra sterile, ultra clean. Yeah. And uh, they just think that so many batches will be contaminated that we won't, it won't ever it reach. It won't be sustainable. It won't be sustainable yeah. and scalable. But, you know, they're working on it. They're working on it. Yep. Yeah. It's going to save the planet. Yeah. But it sure sounds like soil and green to me. It does, <laughs> doesn't it? Right. It does. Sarah, thank you for that excellent question. All right. Oh, this comes from Jeff. You ever see the movie Soil and Green with Charlton Heston? I haven't, but it you was, know, I'm going to have to go dig it up and, and it, find it. It's just a really terrible 1970s movie but I love 1970s movies I love their soundtracks oh okay I love you know the Morton Stevens of of the the soundtrack to 
Angie Dickinson and Policewoman and okay. Hawaii Five-O and all those. I, that was great music. Anyway, there still is great music. Easy That's, Rider. Easy Rider. Okay. Right. Yeah. I don't know if that was a Morton Stevens, but... That's just one of them, but okay. I love seventies. Uh, well, anyway, so movies and I mean, soundtracks. The whole plot is a totalitarian regime, and yeah. you know, I'm not going to give you the spoiler alert on it. But okay, it's, it's their their food is called Soylent Green, Ugh. and uh, it's sort of like this thing that is like sounds you know, joyless. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. We've got a question from Jeff. Dr. Hoffman, I purchased Flava Naturals, and I'm adding it to my smoothies, the chocolate powder. Great. I was told... I did, I did that the other day. Yeah? I was told... What do you mix it with? I mix it with... Um, okay. Here's what I do. I use uh, macadamia milk, mm. and I use... So this is a, like a liquid. Yeah. I add like a scoop of uh, protein powder, uh, whey protein powder... And I put in some Flava Naturals. I put in a squirt or two of uh, flax oil, mm-hmm. which gives it some body. Uh, I throw in my creatine, my uh, NT Factor powder. Nice. And a little bit to sweeten it, some magnesium. Reactive magnesium reactive powder. Reactive magnesium powder. Very and nice. And what else might I throw in? Oh, and I throw in some uh, uh, MyoPure mm-hmm. powder, which is... Uh, which is the uh, urolithin A. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's about it. You know, sometimes I forget one or two ingredients. Nice sometimes recipe. Is, sometimes I'll, instead of the uh, the uh, Flava Naturals, the Flava Naturals is actually the correct pronunciation, I'll throw in an avocado and then I'll flavor it with, uh, with matcha. Oh, okay. Which makes it kind of like green tea ice cream taste. Yeah, and the avocado oil. And the avocado gives some texture. body. Yeah, nice texture, yeah. right? Really, like, uh, thick texture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Jeff has been adding it to his smoothies, but then he says, I was told by my gastroenterologist to avoid chocolate due to GERD. Hmm, well. Are flavonoids the same as having chocolate, and should I avoid... Yeah, it could be. Yeah, could, could be. be. You have to see, see how you feel. You've got to see how you feel. Because it's, you see know... how you feel. It's, it's um... You know, some GERD is not related to that. It's mm-hmm. Look, I mean, I wish I had a buck for every person who gets rid of the, the standard things. The fried foods, the tomato sauce, True. the coffee, the tea, the alcohol, and they still right. have GERD. And they still have GERD, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and the cocoa, of course. Right, which can, right. You know, can make GERD, of course, but... It can. Um, you know, Jeff, you have to try it out. Yeah. You have to just try and yeah, see. Yeah. And make sure that you're avoiding the other things, like the foods that you just mentioned. Yeah. Dr. Hoffman, along with any spicy Trial stuff. Trial and error. You can't be a hot sauce fan if you have GERD. Trial and error. So We have time for one more question, I think. Let's see here. This is from Louise. Hi, Dr. Hoffman. If a person takes bioidentical hormone replacement, can this thicken the uterine lining? For how many years is it recommended? The answer is yes. Yeah. That's why when we have women who are on hormone replacement therapy, even the bioidentical, they should get... Um, they should get some regular, regular screening, and sometimes we recommend uh, pelvic ultrasounds because that's yeah. the way you detect the lining. Yeah. yeah. So it is. A, that's why I tell women: look, um, don't do it if you're not willing to do a little more um, in surveillance. Surveillance, because you'll need to go to the gynecologist, even if you're older. Like I think after a while, women can, you know, like a, a, an 80 year old woman doesn't need to go and get a Pap smear every year. Right. You know? Right. Uh, exactly. 
But if you were on hormones, you might need a little, and certainly if you have breakthrough bleeding, that must be checked out right away. Yeah. It can have, it can be innocent, but it can also be a sign of like something's wrong with the lining. Right. Um, the other thing you need is you need a little more breast surveillance. You keep getting those mammograms then if yeah. you're on hormones. Louise is asking if the lining is thickened, can the therapy be stopped for a short period and then resumed? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. But it, right. it, it is a caution flag that that could happen again, you know. For how many? Or lower the dose. Yeah. Or lower the dose. Right. For how many years is it recommended to take BHRT? Uh, I have women Depends. who've been doing it for 20 years. 20, 25 years. Yeah. They're um, doing just fine. But there's it. a certain point where some women, you know, we just say, hey, maybe you don't need it anymore. We take them off and they're fine. Right. Okay. But it just got them through the menopausal years. Right. You know, right. And, and but it's kind of let them down easy like a parachute. Mm-hmm. You know, but mm-hmm. then they don't need to take it in perpetuity. Yeah. Louise, what great, great questions. Thank you. Yes. And thank you to all of you. The The email is questions at drhoffman.net. We always look forward to your questions. Indeed we do. So thank you very much. And uh, just a couple of reminders. Uh, we got a couple of things on our agenda. Uh, one of the things that you can do is you can download uh, Immune Reset, uh, which is available to you at drhoffman.com. I think it's in the drop-down menu. It says read, and then there's some uh, thing options. Uh, immune reset is uh, how to cultivate resilience in a time of COVID because we know that the conventional therapies, the medications, the vaccinations are a little bit leaky. Yeah. And by the way, just parenthetically, really working much. parenthetically on the boat, Yeah. nobody was wearing a mask. Fantastic. Except like one person, and she was an internist. Uh-huh. Uh, and, you know, we got a little bit into a debate about the efficacy of masks. But she oh. was insistent that the mask was going to protect her. And I said, you know, if it makes you feel better, fine, wear the mask. Uh, last time I was on a Viking cruise last year, six couples got COVID out of about 100 and some odd people on the boat. This time there were fewer people on the boat because it was a smaller boat. And um, they like to call it a ship, but it's kind of a boat. Okay. And it's um, it, and a couple of people in our group got it, even mm. people that I was traveling with. Mm. And, you know, it was a little apprehensive, but uh, it did not spread like wildfire among the yeah. people on the boat. And the people who got it, some of whom were in their 70s and 80s, they had pretty mild cases. One guy went to a hospital in Germany, I think it was, and he got some, or maybe Czechoslovakia, he might have been in Prague, uh-huh. and he got some Paxlovid medication. Yeah. And But his wife got it. She didn't take the medication. They both were up and around after two or three days. They wore mm-hmm. masks as a precaution because they might have still been contagious, but they kind of rejoined the tour. Yeah. Um, they were asked to stay in their rooms during the time. But they didn't... Uh, it, what impressed me is that COVID was around, but it didn't spread like wildfire, even in this relatively uh, old population. Yeah. Um, so... Mm. It, it, it kind of reassured me about the uh, you know, severity of the, the the pandemic clearly is waning. And even if you get it, it's... It's officially over. It was officially over on May 11th per Biden. Right. So... It's like uh, yeah. he called it. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Anyway. All right. Um, that's all for now. Thanks for joining us. Questions come to dear, uh, questions at drhoffman.net. Thank you, Layla. Thanks, Dr. Hoffman. I'm Dr. Roald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. 
This is Layla Mudin, RD. I see patients regularly, along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.